the Lived in Faith. I'm Dana. And I'm Jen. And we're the pastors at South Church in Andover. This week, we're naming the ways we live in our faith through the rough and calm waters, and we're sharing our most basic comfort practices, even if they're a little bit embarrassing. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) But first, we want to check in a bit, name the current rough and smooth waters, and share what we're looking forward to. This is a favorite youth group practice. It's for our check-in time. It's called Rose, Thorn, and Seed. We'll share our roses, something good or blooming in our lives, like a rose. We'll share our thorns, something pointed, hard, or painful. And we'll share our seeds, something we're hoping will grow in our lives, something we're looking forward to. So Dana, what's your rose, thorn, and seed? So I just have to tell you, it was so cute that uh, my son Leighton, who's eight, was in the back of my car with two friends and we were driving them to a basketball game and they were so cute. They were like, this is getting a little boring, this being in the car. You know, they have to be in the car for like more than three seconds. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I realized like the pandemic, like kids have no resiliency in the car anymore. Like they no, it- forgot how to like go on the highway. and Yeah. Um, and you know, and just like, look out the window anyway. So they were like, <laughs> they were like, okay, what's your rose bud and thorn. And they were all sharing it. Just like that. So was the fun. Wasn't that the, it was so cute. It was, it was just, I was just blown away. I loved it. I love that uh, so much. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was so sweet. Okay. So let's see what it, do you ask me what mine is, Jen? So, did. yeah. All right. Okay. So. My thorn is just a sense of weariness. I am feeling Mm -hmm. tired. I think it's because I could now see the finish Mm -hmm. line of sabbatical, Jen. And and now I'm feeling all of my exhaustion. It's it's like, I mean, 100%. (laughs) that exhaustion yeah. been there. Right. But it's like a marathon runner. When you see the finish line, you're like, Oh man, can I even make it? Like I've already run 25 miles. I can't run the last mile. Like I, I almost yeah. like that where I'm like, how many sermons left? <laughs> you know? like, you're like counting down, like checking off everyone that you do. Yeah. Oh, and, um, and I know it'll be okay, but it's just mm-hmm. so interesting. It's kind of taking me by surprise to feel. Yeah to feel the weariness, um, you know, which is what so many people are feeling right now. I know a lot of clergy are, but you know, everyone feels a sense of tiredness. It's, you know, midwinter, Mm -hmm. we are still in a pandemic. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's the thorn. The seed is that I am curious about kind of trying to fuel my body with like, um, like an athlete with good food mm-hmm. because I've been fueling my body with Oreos and um, <laughs> like not just regular Oreos, Jen, like the stale Oreos that have been in the church oh. kitchen or wherever I find. Oh know, my gosh. Like Dana, those goldfish. have been there since 2020. That yeah. get, that's yeah. <laughs> like goldfish from like, you know, the, the youth space that guarantee it's like, you know, like four years old. And anyway, the, Oh my God. I'm feeling nervous right now. <laughs> I know. And I've, I've been working out a lot, which has been a good thing for me, but I just didn't at at all think about the fact that I actually need to like, think about what I eat and plan Mm -hmm. for it. And so that is my seed that I'm hoping to put out there, like the intention around like just some good fuel for the body. Mm -hmm. So the rose, 
you know, honestly, is our podcast together, Jen. Yeah. I love this so much. And Jen does all the work and I get to show up <laughs> so good at like literally the editing and the planning side. Um, and we get such nice emails and feedback that make my day, make my mm-hmm. entire week when, I, when we get them. So that's my rose. Me too. I love this moment. And it's such, it's nice that we've been doing it on Monday too. It feels like a great way to start the week. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It also helps that neither one of us has to like then pivot. Well, we do have to like write a sermon for the next day now that we're recording them, but um, it's nice to like have a quick reflection on where we just were as well. So that's been nice. Yes. Yeah. No, it's so true. Cause usually we forget immediately about what happened on Sunday. Cause we're so, you know, already planning what's next. So yeah, we're like very oriented to the next Sunday as that's soon right. as it's over uh, like 1130 on Sunday afternoon. And we're like, okay, so what does this week look like? Right. Um, right. Yeah. All right, Jen, what's your rosebud and thorn? All right. My thorn is my thorn is that I have been so nervous about going outside with all this ice. If you yeah. are not in New England right now, it is ice, ice baby up here. It's rough. And yeah. so um, like my whole driveway is just like a sheet of ice um, mm-hmm. under, like I can look out my window and see under my car right now. It's like my car is slightly tilted because it's jacked up on all these pieces, which is probably bad for the axle, um, like on all these pieces of ice. So I'm feeling a little like, oh, about that. Cause I love being outside in the winter and I don't feel great doing that right now. Yeah. Um, my uh, seed is that I think it's starting to thaw a little bit today. So I think this afternoon right. will be a good time to get out for a walk. So hopeful that we'll have like some nice 35 degree temperatures. I don't want a lot. I just don't want it to be two. You know what I mean? Like I just need. Oh my gosh, please. You know? Yeah. Yeah. If I could not freeze my face every time I leave the house, I'd be happy about that. That would be fine. I don't yeah. need it to be 75, 30, 40. Totally fine. Right. Um, my rose is that is also this podcast, right? I think it's such a fun and creative way to do church together. And one of the things that someone said this week, they're like, it's like taking church outside of YouTube on Sunday morning or church on Sunday morning outside of the emails. It's, it's with us in the car. It's with us in these other places. And that felt so exciting and beautiful. Um, and also I'm working from home today. And so I get to hang out with my dog. And so, you know, two roses today, really grateful. I love that. Yeah. I know. I love seeing Cooper in the background. Oh yeah. He's such a little marshmallow. He's just like laying all over things. (laughs) So So Dana, your sermon on Sunday was so powerful. So first, thank you. I um, am often late when we're, when we record uh, worship and we're not in person on Sunday mornings, I can frequently be found driving to church at 10 a.m. listening to worship in the car because I run late because I'm like, oh, I'll get there when I get there, um, which is not a great practice. But well, I'm you grateful also for have it. a super long day on Sunday. So that's true. Fun. Yeah. So I'm not really that mad about it. But um, I think your sermon also gave us some language for the roses and the thorns and the seeds in our lives and how God is with us in the middle of it. I especially love the story of the Columbia river and those treacherous waters and the captains that help the, the captains that help them navigate those waters. Right? That, like that's their job. Who's like, first of all, no pressure, bro. Like that's a tough job. I would, I would not want that job for anything. No, thank you. Jen, bad oh. news is like, you literally have that job. I know. That is the <laughs> job description. I know. I know. I'd rather this version of that than the actual water on the sea version of that. No, like it's more the like the big ships version that I don't want any part of. Um, This is great, but yeah. No, you're right. You're right. When I think of it like that, like not as a metaphor, I'm like, oh, 
that sounds so terrifying. No, I love, thank you. Right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, I, especially because I don't know the first thing about like, no. a, like, yeah, sailing a boat, literally nothing. Yeah. I have um, a friend who's a mariner. It's a tough job. No, thank you. Like, no way. Yes. Um, yeah. And what I love about these Columbia River, you know, uh, pilots, they call them, that get on the boat is like they, I was assuming that they like steer the boat, that they mm-hmm. kind of take over and all the crew just kind of like hangs out and, you know, has a breather. But no, they're actually, they don't do anything other than encourage and teach and guide the crew and the captain Mm. through the waters like I love that right that is really yeah yeah like they're the experienced person stepping in and kind of giving everyone the confidence they need to navigate like the raging waters and the you know and that kind of silt laden delta that they're encountering Mm. and all the colliding currents so so powerful I love it it really is. And yeah, and it's such a different way of thinking about leadership and such a different way of thinking about weathering hard things because I think we often look at ourselves and the world as being like a place of action. And right. these captains inhabit like pausing, listening, waiting, like m- being mindful, um, and also like honoring the gifts that are already in front of us. Like, how often do we have situations where people are like, okay, go take charge? And right. actually, like, that's not what we're called to do. We're called to like help someone else. And like, like that feels so exciting, right? Like, such yeah. a, it's a one of the testaments to why we have to not have to, but why being church, being part of a church is so healthy because it is this place where all of the paradigms from the world, they don't have as much merit here. Right? Mm. We're doing a different thing here. Yeah. So thank you for like lifting that up for us and showing us like a different way of being in leadership and supporting each other. Um, I also love that you were preaching outside during this sermon. It was so metal. I was like, wow, that, wow, that's a brave thing to do. It's two degrees today. Like it was very cold the day you were recording. I was so impressed. Oh my gosh, Jen. I, I should have worn gloves. Let's just say (laughs) I literally got in my car and I like couldn't use my phone. And yeah, it was, it was so funny. I was frozen afterwards, but it, I was like, the church is going to get what they get. There's no second take. (laughs) Often I give you such a, I'm like, I don't like how I said that. Let's just do it again. But I was like, Oh no, Lord, this is, Mm -hmm. this is good enough for you. Jesus. Here you go. Yep. No. That's right. That's right. It was great. I'm, and I'm so glad it was a one take sermon. Do you ever get to a point in your sermons where like four minutes in you say one phrase kind of yes. weird and you're like, guess I'll try again. It's yes. why, why do we do that? It's so bananas. Right. I know people just need to see the fact that we say something weird or misspeak and, and just keep mm-hmm. moving. Right. Yeah. 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 Just like you got to keep moving through those waters. Right. hundred percent. There yeah. we go. Bringing it right back. Um, yeah. So just a note is that like this chapter of Isaiah, Isaiah 43 is so beautiful. So mm-hmm. you, and, you and I have preached on this text the last two weeks you preached on mm-hmm. and the latter half of Isaiah 43, two weeks ago, I preached on the first few verses this week. It, it is such, oh my God, what a rich text for, yeah. for us, you know? And, um, and one, I think we need to just, yeah, like just wanted to put that out for our listeners because often people tell us like, I don't know where to start with reading the Bible. You know, Mm -hmm. Isaiah 43, especially in this moment, this, that is a great text to lean into. It really is. It really is. And 
I'm really grateful because you, so you picked the scripture for like all of this season that we're in. And so I'm grateful that you lined it up the way you did, because it was interesting to have the second half go first, because it was this moment of like, here's what the future looks like. And then in this moment, in our, in your scripture this week and in your sermon, we heard, and here's God right now, mm-hmm. you know, it was interesting yeah. to have the future first and the reminder that the right now is right now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the part I didn't get to in my sermon is, you know, there's so much that's beautiful about that, uh, what it looks like to be right now, right? Where, mm-hmm. um, you know, God through the prophet Isaiah is saying, you know, I've called you my name, I've redeemed you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just not only is God present with us in the midst of the raging waters, is that God has called us into mm-hmm. this moment, that we have the gifts to handle it. Um, that yeah, just that sense of God's confidence in us to, mm-hmm. to weather the storm. Um, and yeah. To, yeah. Yeah. And to make the way in the wilderness. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. What else was coming up for you as you're writing your sermon this week? Yeah. Um, you know, I talked about in my sermon around anticipation and mm-hmm. that being something I kind of hold on to in winter yeah. where I need to look forward to, you know, warm weather to summer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, oh, I, God. Literally, <laughs> I literally do order bathing suits for my kids. Like I do these like little, that was, little things. That was so funny to me. I was like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Right. It's amazing. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, their little bodies will wear this in a few months. Like it's coming. Um, yeah. And of course they're kids. So like, I already know that last year's babies will not fit because they're growing. No. Babies, right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but I've been thinking a lot about that, Jen, in this pandemic that I feel like that's, what's been robbed of us is mm-hmm. like, we do need to live in kind of all three spaces, past, present, and future. And yeah. that, like, you know, we need that ability. And I, I just feel like it's been so painful to see so mm-hmm. many people not be able to, think and imagine and dream about the future and constantly Mm -hmm. that sense of like, we're hedging our bets. We're, we're nervous about what's coming around the corner. Um, And I think we already live like that as humans because of trauma in our lives and just like Mm -hmm. the suffering of our world. But the pandemic has opened our eyes to man, the reality, like life can change in an instant. You know, we didn't have Omicron at Thanksgiving. And then by the time we hit Christmas, it was such a real and present danger and fear in all of our lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 You're certain that made me think so much about what, how we deal with violated expectations, Mm -hmm. how it's like not being, having a fear around having expectations. And then also the moments when we allow ourselves to hope and having that hope, like be a bubble that bursts Um, and how the seeds in our lives sometimes don't bloom. Right. They're those seeds that fall on like fallow ground. Right. Um, and I, it made me think about, you know, our coping skills and how do we, and how do we use our faith as a tool, as a coping skill. And I think you spoke to that so well in your sermon that like reminder that God is with us right now. Um, and that the waters don't consume, right? Like they, the waters don't overwhelm that we'll get wet in our lives. We'll have these moments where it feels very overwhelming, but we're not alone in the overwhelm right? Yeah. Not alone in like the, the choppy waters. Mm. Um, I wonder how we can recognize that pre- the presence of God with us in those moments. Like what are the, si- what are the signs and signals that we can use um, 
to, to remind ourselves that we're not alone. Yeah, no, I love that. And I'm thinking about faith being the belief in things unseen, you know, because it's hard, right? Like all of our data points point to like, um, to isolation, weariness, exhaustion, Mm -hmm. anxiety. And so, like you said, what are our coping skills that remind us like, you know, we are in this together. Mm-hmm. We also have the ability to invite others in to what we're experiencing to help mm-hmm. us navigate our way through. Um, you know, yeah. And, but, but we kind of, we do need those, those tangible practices that mm-hmm. ground us in a truth that we might not get in the, or see in the world around us. Yeah. Yeah. And so as you said, the inviting people in, it reminded me of how vulnerable that is Mm -hmm. and how it requires a humility that we often don't like practice or know how to practice in our own lives. Um, Like those captains in the Columbia River would have had to invite these people in and make room for them and be willing to learn from them. And and I think the truest thing of our relationship with God, that we have to be willing to be wrong and be willing to make make choices and changes in order to listen to the voice of God that's moving around us. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm grateful you named that. Cause I, I think in so many ways we, we forget that element of community and of mm-hmm. um, relationship with God that there, there is such humility that's required. Yes. And I'm glad you said the word humility. I've been writing about joy a lot recently as I prepare for my sabbatical and humility is one of those key ingredients that leads to joy in our lives, right? It allows us to kind of let go of the assumptions and the expectations that we put on ourselves. It allows us to invite others in, Mm -hmm. um, to walk into a space of, of vulnerability, to, to be in a growth mindset of, Mm -hmm. okay, what can I learn here? Um, I'm here to, you know, I'm here to learn. Uh, I'm here to get it right. Not to be right. You know, Mm -hmm. all of those things that we need. And, and, and so, yeah, not only is that good for us as people, but it actually allows us to have more joy. It leads to deeper connection when we can humility. It reminds me of that poem that the church member sent us yesterday. um, The line that says, I abandoned myself to joy. That that feeling of like letting go the ego and embracing the true self and how like that's actually abandoning, right? Like we abandon the things that are not ours. We abandon our sense of who we are in order to embrace who we truly are, right? Right. Who God has truly made us to be. And it's that person that builds a healthy relationship that tries the new thing that navigates the rough waters, right? It's that person that does that, you know, not yeah. the image that we portray to others. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I really hope that your sabbatical gives you so much time to abandon yourself to joy. Like that is yeah. my like deep hope for you that over the course of this season, you're able to just like fully lean into that, um, that abandonment, right. Um, and that freedom, because that's really what joy brings is such freedom. Yes. I love that, Jen. I'm going to go write that down. Abandon myself to joy. I love yes. It. Yeah. yeah. That's your new star word. It's your, it's your sabbatical star. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. my gosh. Um, it's been so fun. People have been making appointments with me to talk about their star word. Oh, and, fun. Uh, I was walking the dog this morning and the church member was walking their dog on the other side of the street and they yelled across the street, 
I need an appointment with you to talk about my star word. And it was <laughs> so great. Um, and it was one of our star words that are, you know, it's, it's not quite clear what it means and just yeah. thinking about, yeah. Um, because I feel like mine is one of those where my, uh, star word is salt. And so, yes, <laughs> and, uh, but it's actually, it's been so fun. There has been so much mm-hmm. joy in where I'm so curious about it. So, um, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so abandoning myself to joy is another good, good motto. Um, Oof, yes, Lord to come. Yes. All right. Well, I feel like we're ready to take a break. And when we come back, this podcast is called the lived in faith, but we don't reference it a ton except for outside the very beginning. So we want you to know that our section, when we come back will be an element of how we live in our faith, particularly our favorite coping skills for the rough waters, like our spiritual coping skills. How, when we put on our spiritual hats, what does that look like? And so um, we're going to share a bit of that. And then we'll talk about our like comfort, like cozy, kind of like cotton candy self-care things that we do. Um, and so we are excited to be back with you in just a few minutes. loved ones. This is Jen joining you for a short break where we are going to talk about all the things that are going on at South Church that you can get involved in. So this week on February 9th from 2 to 4 p.m. in front of South Church, we are having our monthly pop the trunk food drive. We're collecting canned fruit, one to two pound bags of rice, canned meat, soup, peanut butter, cereal, and more for neighbors in need. You can find the full list of what we're trying to collect at southchurch.com food. This week is our the next episode of Queer Eye that we are watching together for the Theology of Queer Eye. We are meeting on Zoom at 6.30 p.m. on Thursday night, and we will be watching Season 6, Episode 1, Showdown at the Broken Spoke. We'll be talking about how our families inform the ways we understand ourselves. We'll talk about God as eternal parent and how our scripture can lead us to understanding the ways that God is with us in all times. If you want more information, you can go to southchurch.com slash Queer Eye. If you are new or if you feel new, we want to welcome you into the life of this church and want to welcome you to a time together. This Sunday, February 13th, and the next Sunday, February 20th, we'll be meeting on Zoom to talk about developing a closer relationship with South Church where you can learn about who we are, what we do, and about how we are in worship together and how we live our faith. If you're at all if you're at all curious about getting to know us better, feel free to send me an email, Jen at Southchurch.com, J-E-N-N at Southchurch.com. Our next offering next week on February 14th at two o'clock on Zoom, we're having a seniors Valentine's Day social. All seniors are invited to a social where we will gather on Zoom with tea and chocolates and we will talk about how we are coping with COVID. It'll be on Zoom so it's safe for everyone to attend and if you have any questions, please reach out. And finally, we're hosting a women's retreat in person, hallelujah Jesus, on Saturday, March 12th from 9 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. The theme of our retreat is Still Waters into Mercy. Join us in person or remotely. We also will have a virtual option as we focus on finding stability in our lives, releasing challenges, and leaning into joy. We'll have joyful movement, art, music, plenty of time to connect with each other, and we'll worship together. If you want to sign up, check out our weekly buzz. You can go to our website. And if you have any problems signing up, just go ahead and reach out and we'll get you connected. 
Dear ones, that is all we have for updates this week. It is so good to have a chance to let you know what's going on in the life of our church and to give you a chance to get involved. If you have questions or things you'd like us to promote in this time in the middle of our podcast, reach out, let us know. If there are things going on in your ministries that you want us to know about, we'd love to make sure that they're more broadly shared. All right, dear ones, it is time to go back to our show. Beloved, thank you for joining us for that break. In this next section, Dane and I are going to talk about our favorite coping skills for the rough waters, and we're going to share the coping skills that we wish we had or that we're working on. If you have coping skills for the rough seasons of your life, we want to hear them too. We're always looking to learn and grow, so please feel free to send us an email and reach out so that we can be in that conversation with you. Mm-hmm. So Dana, what is your favorite coping skill for the rough waters? It's probably to have a dialogue with Mm. God. Um, and that is often in writing, like writing Mm. out a prayer, writing out all my feelings, writing out all my frustrations that could also though, that kind of dialogue can also come about through a conversation with somebody I deeply trust, you know? Mm. So, So often I would say it's externalizing like what's within so that mm-hmm. I can kind of sift through it and have some discernment and clarity. That mm-hmm. would, that's definitely a coping skill I lean into when like, it just feels like there's too much um, like colliding seas. There's too much that's overwhelming me. I, I need mm-hmm. to kind of put it all out there, whether that's in writing, whether it's in a conversation with a friend, whether that's in prayer. And, and often I get some clarity. I can see the yeah. way forward. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I, Dana, I did the same thing yesterday. I had this like kind of difficult meeting coming up. And so I wrote out all the things I was feeling about it and like all of the like points I wanted to make and what I wanted to share. And then I like sent it to myself as an email to receive on the day that the the meeting will happen. And oh, so that, that felt so, so I like it, it'll come in at like 8am on that day and I'll know exactly what I want to say. And it'll, it's a way to like turn off the dialogue in my own head mm-hmm. to externalize it, to see it in writing, and then also to put it away um, yeah. until the time is right. So I'm really glad you gave the writing. Cause I feel like that, that is so valuable. Um, and the tr- having a trusted conversation partner is so important. That's right. Yeah. 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 So what does it look like for you, Jen? On the regular, it just looks like naming the hard thing. Mm. I think so often we, ha- and I, that looks different in a lot of ways. Um, Ryan and I, we have worked a lot on our community. We've been together for 10 years and we met when we were really young. So we had like no communication skills when we first started dating. Right. Um, and so we've worked really hard on saying, um, you know, this is what I'm feeling and this is what I would like to see happen. And can we work together? Mm -hmm. And so I've applied that in other areas of my life, right? Like saying, this is the situation we're in and naming it really clearly for myself and my, my, the people I'm with or, um, or naming it with God, right? Just the practice of consistently saying the thing that needs saying. Um, because I think more, more, more often than not, it'll like fester inside and then create its own problem. Right. Right. Um, it's like a potato that grows eyes. Like it just keeps expanding. Um, that's the yeah. weirdest example. I don't know why I chose that, but probably. No, I love that. <laughs> love that. 
Like, it's like a perfect example of like, it's just a potato and then it morphs in all these weird, creepy ways. And you're yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And then you can't use it, right? There's no oh. solving in that situation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And and the naming is so powerful, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. But often it feels vulnerable. It's hard to do. Yeah. And I think for our faith, when we look at scripture, we see that happening over and over again, like in the Hebrew Bible, like the Israelites naming God, this is the worst, like would love if you could come fix this for us, you know, and then God naming to God's people saying, you know, you, you all were kind of the worst. So it would be great if you could fix this too. Right. It's, it's that conversation, right. Between like people, like God's people and God and saying, Mm -hmm. like, these are the dynamics that are at play right now. And we saw that in our scripture too. Um, yeah. yeah, that this is the, even the, like the work of scripture and learning scripture is like, what is being named here? You know, right. what's being shared. Do you have a, like a comfort or coping skill that you are working on, Jen, one that you would like to have? Oh yeah. I think probably I would love, I think organization probably helps people cope with things and I am not an overly organized person in any way, shape or form. And so I would love, I a coping skill for when things are chaotic would be to practice organization. And Mm I am not there yet, but I do believe in the possibility of growth. So I'm trying. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. What about you, Dana? So mine feels like a big growing edge for me because it feels so foreign to me, but I've been thinking a lot about, you know, dropping into my body and, and tapping into my senses for Mm. kind of knowledge and wisdom about what I should do. Like, especially if I'm at a decision-making point. So Mm. often, you know, kind of like just survival mode, what what I've always done in life is just kind of look around and see what's everyone else doing. What's the Mm. latest, you know, science wisdom on that. What's, what are other colleagues doing? What are other friends doing? And, and I really want like, for me to just shift away from that of Mm -hmm. kind of, um, of not taking like the cultural, you know, like consensus anymore and thinking about like, no, what are like my senses saying? Like, what, what do I actually, what does my body say? Um, and that Mm -hmm. just, that is not something I regularly do at all. Like, and I could be so in my head that to, Mm -hmm. to think and to be aware of like, the fact that, I mean, science says that there's actually incredible data that our nervous system collects. Right. So yeah, just being aware of that. Mm -hmm. Like, um, so that's definitely a growing edge for me when I think about like coping skills I want to have. I love that so much. And that's so powerful, especially in a world that is more and more disembodied to practice being in your body and knowing knowing the story your body is telling, right? We have that, there's that saying, like our body keeps the score. Right. Um, like that is, that's so powerful. I love that. I love that. I'm curious to see what that like turns into and how that morphs for you. Well, I have an executive coach and I was talking to her about like a hard decision I had and, you know, and I kind of went through all my pro con list. And then she said, mm-hmm. well, where do you feel this in your body? And I, I literally was like, like in my head, I was like, what kind of question is this? You're an executive coach. Like, <laughs> like what kind of hippy dippy feeling stuff <laughs> is this? I literally like, it was like the most foreign question. It was like, as if she was talking to me in a different language, I was like, oh gosh, this is awful right now. <laughs> um, 
and yeah, but it was so interesting for me to even just try to answer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So yeah, I'm kind of curious about that and, and curious to explore that a little bit further. Oh, I love that so much. That's beautiful, Dana. (laughs) You're laughing out of discomfort right now. I'm watching you be uncomfortable. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. For the days that you can't believe in that or feel hopeful about that, I'm going to feel hopeful for you because I think that's fantastic. Yes. Well, thanks. Thanks, Jen. All right. So how about like, what does fun comfort hair look like for you? Um, (laughs) TV. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God, Jen, you got me hooked on a new show. What is it? New girl. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. Tell me what you like about it. It's like an old show that of course is like, I I always have to watch things like, oh, that was popular a decade ago. Perfect. Now that's the hype is over. So it's cool again. So I can watch it now. Yeah. This this is perfect. Okay. Tell me, tell me everything. What do you like about it? What don't you like about it? What's happening for you? Oh, so I love just to see the silliness and of their and and the joy of their friendships of mm-hmm. like these four roommates that live together. I, I yeah, that's so fun. Um, and and how they're all growing and changing. Yeah, I love to see that. Yes. Well, so yeah, I love that it's a show about thirty somethings that are still figuring it out too. I really yes. appreciated that because I was I started watching it when I was like twenty four and I was like, oh, there's hope. This is great. Um, like it's gonna be okay. Right. Um, it's such a great. It's such a great show. Yes. Oh my God. No, that's such a great point. I mean, we can make a show at any age where we're all trying to figure it out. We just pretend that we're not. So Mm -hmm. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. it's true. If you're like 38 or, you know, 98. Um. (laughs) Okay. So your comfort care is TV. Is there anything specific, Jen? I think that like maybe not necessarily TV, but like cozy. Like if I, if like things are rough and the, like everything is kind of like chaotic and weird, like I want a weighted blanket. I want like maybe a hot cocoa. Um, like I, I want like soft lighting and just like cozy, like things need to be soft and cozy and, um, simple. Like I'm not, we talked about this a few weeks ago. Like I'm not going to go watch like a film noir TV show because that's terrible. It's bad for my brain and my heart. Um, but what I am going to do is like read a book on the couch that has nothing to do with theology or work. It's like something really like, like a beach read. Um, and I'm going to snuggle the dog and I'm going to like fill my cup for a little bit. And that's, Uh, yeah, it's like a way to actually what we were talking about before. It's a moment of settling into my body and yeah. like getting grounded in my body because yeah, so often I think in the chaos we go like our, and we do that thing where like your shoulders get up to your earlobes mm-hmm. um, and you get all tensed up. And so dropping into the body, like mm-hmm. embracing comfort and then like going and doing the hard thing. Oh, I love that. And yeah. Oh, Jen, you're like cozy scene on the couch is just an Enneagram nines, like dream world. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah. That's perfect. I love oh yeah. That. I live my life embracing comfort like all day. I'm like, if I just do this thing, I can go back to my bed and that's great. And that's really what I want. Like all, every day, the goal is have a good night's sleep. Like that's the, that's the vibe. Um, I love yeah. it. Meanwhile, I was awoken at two in the morning with a flashlight in my eyeballs. No, like, Dana. No, no joke. Like, it's, oh, no. like it's just, you know, normal. I'm like, my four-year-old just found like, 
God knows what she was doing in her bedroom, but like was excited <laughs> to have found a flashlight and then came to use it to wake up mom to just inform me that she had a flashlight. I was like, oh my gosh, Em, please, please go back to bed. <laughs> Even if you don't go to sleep, just stay in your room. Like, just stay there. <laughs> right? Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> I, God bless you. Oh my God, Dana. So are you going to nap? Like, what's the vibe now? Well, how oh, do you- <laughs> yeah. No, no, no nap. But it's like, it's just the thing that I guess I didn't really know that came with parenting is like the joy. I mean, that ironically of being awoken in the middle of the night does not end after like, you know, they're one and a half. It's just, yeah. Because Leighton does it too. They both love to just come on in. Yeah. Hang out with the Hang parents. At, yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh man. Uh, well, um, that sounds terrible, but <laughs> I love that your kids love you. So that's good. <laughs> I, know. I know. Oh my gosh. Oh man. Yes. What about um, when you're not getting awoken in the middle of the night for the ironic joy of that moment? Um, but also you're like basic examples of comfort care. Like how do you settle into your body? Yeah. So my comfort care, you know, doesn't, I don't think it appears to look like comfort from the outside. Um, but it does like, so it's finding like spontaneous fun. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't want to have it planned for six weeks in advance. That feels like it now has too much pressure and expectation around Mm -hmm. it. I want it to be like, Oh, Hey, let's bake something out of this cookbook and let's run to the store, get the ingredients and do that this afternoon. Like that Mm -hmm. to me is so comforting and adventure some and, just brings me joy. Um, yeah. yeah. Like, and helps me cope with when the world is hard. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. kind of like, wh- where can I like grasp for something that yeah. feels, um, yeah, full of adventure, fun, curiosity. Um, so yeah, it could be like baking a new treat. It could be, you know, we brought Leighton and his friends to the Andover High basketball game. So not a big deal, mm-hmm. but just like, we weren't expecting to do that. Like, I guess it's like kind of following the unexpected like yeah. came as a possibility let's do it let's jump on it and do it and that that brings me um yeah a lot of a lot of comfort I find it really like renewing and I think maybe because like like Jen our lives are so busy right like mm-hmm. they're so full like you know the work that we do we have so much on our plate all the time our schedules are so planned that mm-hmm. what I need when I'm not in that plan mode is like just the thing that I wasn't expecting. Um, that's good. And, um, and like a interesting adventure. Yeah. Like a joyful and healthy escape. Yes, exactly. It is. Yeah. Right. It's because it's escape from the, the, the ordinary grind. Um, yeah, I need that. Yeah. Yeah, Like I think people can have routine that feel really life-giving, but for me, like honestly, by Friday, I'm like, if I have to make a lunch and walk kids to the bus stop, like I, and it's simple stuff and there's nothing bad about it, but it just, mm-hmm. I will just start to feel like the weight of that routine. And yeah, I don't know. I'm just one of those people where I'm like, I, I need to switch this up. I need, yeah. 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 So. Oh, I, I love that for you. And I love that you've like found ways to implement that so recently too. You know, yeah. that you're like constantly on the lookout for these little like pockets of joy that you can just like jump into. Yes. I mean, Sean knows that I'll randomly be like, oh, there's a free hour. Great. 
I'm going to do this thing. And he'll be like, wow, where did that come from? I'm like, well, like sometimes somebody <laughs> for me or whatever, but I'm like, nope, going for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing. That's so great. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Oh, Jen, this was so fun. This was fun. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Friends who are listening, if you have like basic examples of comfort care, ways you settle into your body that is unproductive time, let us know. We want to know what you're doing as well, right? Like it would be great to um, learn some new adventures. So make sure you let us know. If you have feedback about the podcast, if you want to um, rate our podcast or subscribe, please do so. You'll get push notifications to um, let you know that new episodes have dropped. And if you aren't already, go ahead and download your South Church app where you'll receive up to the minute um, updates about things going on at South Church. So yeah. Oh, thanks for all of that, Jen. Yeah. I, we love when people are listening, it brings us so Mm -hmm. much joy. So, um, let us know you're listening, share it with others. Um, yeah. And just a blessing for the week ahead is, you know, just this reminder to people that we're not robots, right? Like Mm -hmm. we're not human doings. We're human beings. Like how do we hop into our bodies? How do we trust that God is with us in these difficult passageways of life? Mm -hmm. Um, release expectation and kind of follow the unexpected. Mm. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. We'll let that be our prayer for today. I think that is the perfect way to end it. Oh, all right. Well, blessings and love to each of you this week. Beloved, make good choices. We'll see you next week. Bye everyone. Bye. Bye.